0: Watch film, but I'd be honest. I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching a game.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, it's your host, at StDD NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And I have me old buddy, me old pal Ryan Peacock on the line at Ryan Peacock NFL to give him a follow. Ryan, how are
0: you? I'm good. Thank you. It's been a tough, tough day. Two fantasy drafts done. And I think I've balls them both up.
1: Yeah. And uh, you told me this story. I don't know how much I believe it. So in the UK Packers Premiership draft, you um, set it up this year. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. year it was me and I set up about 10 of them. So this year you grabbed it by the cojones and uh, you, you know, you did all the work behind it and you actually ended up somehow being first pick in the draft.
0: I did get first pick. Yeah, um, I have been reading Roger Goodell's book recently. It says, "Do what you want um, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're in charge of the league. Do mm-hmm. as you please." Um, yeah. So yeah, I just went with it.
1: Yeah, no, it's in it's in the official NFL.com commissioner's handbook. There's only one rule, and one of it's just you know, do what you want.
0: I should say it, it was random, and to prove it was random, I actually missed my first pick, and it auto picked it because I wasn't home from working time. Mm-hmm.
1: Classic classic i tell you if i was if i was organizing it i definitely would have made sure it was home but yeah it was good it was good crack 16 man league i mean jesus i got grizzly by the end of it we were picking people who are probably going to get cut by saturday
0: absolutely yeah and uh that's a nice link into a topic we'll be talking about later steve
1: Ooh, yes who's we're getting get, good at this who's gonna get dropped by saturday but yeah i think before that ryan what we what we'll have to do is is an a little banter about the kansas game the packers are doing well we're 3-0 in preseason. And we're coming up to this Kansas game now. And I really... Th- you know what? Like, for this podcast, I went through and painstakingly wrote down the, the 53-man roster. Um, I missed one player and I had to keep going back trying to add someone in. I got there in the end. Uh, so this game was really to see what type of rookies are going to be uh, thrown by the wayside or who's going to make it. I don't see a whole lot of surprises, but, you know, there's... One thing's for sure. There's going to be no regulars playing in this game. It's only going to be, you know... Uh, rookies and lads who kind of need to get a bit blooded. What do you think we need to look out for in this game, Ryan?
0: Um, yeah, like you say, it's it's going to be full of the rooks and it's going to be sort of the guys, I guess, that are on, on the bubble, aren't they, on the edge. Yeah. They're sort of the the ones that we're worrying about. The thing is, I think when, when you look at it, and I've been trying to look at it as well, and I can't see the, where the surprises come from. Possibly could there be a surprise in the wide receivers just because there's so many of them and, and we don't really know how many they're going to keep. The running backs have kind of sewed themselves up with Crockett getting injured. Yeah. So the offensive line guys, you know, the names that you've got there, you pretty much could pick those. Um, fullbacks, you know, you keep keeping one. It's, it's kind of sewn up. So I think tonight's game, don't think you're really going to see many of the players. Uh, I don't think you'll see a lot of the players, sorry, that are going to be the starters. Um, you're probably going to see those bubble guys. Hmm. And then you're probably going to see those guys that have been in camp and deserve to get out there with a jersey on. I, I don't know what more we're going to see from the game tonight.
1: Yeah, it's like you say, wide receiver, I think, is the one where we've the most, I don't want to say depth. I just think the most training ground bodies, you know, there's some guys there who are doing some good stuff. But, um, I, I you know, I don't think it's going to come down to, I don't think Geronimo Allison, as as good as he was and how impressive as he was. And he's meant to be a bit of a beast you know i don't think it's going to be a case he's going to usurp you know jeff janice or you know abradaris or whatever um i think they'll probably end up sticking him on the practice squad or whatever um so yeah don't really envision that and i think yeah it'd be nice to look out for the likes of uh barks to me is interesting because we all know what happened at running back uh with, with crockett going down with that injury so he's on ir you know there's rumors that they're gonna cut him from my or but you know i don't know how true that is i think that's just a lot of people filling articles online Uh, so barks is going to be interesting because you know he made some ground when he came on in the last game but he had to do it without the starting o-line Um, so i wonder you know he's going to get starting reps in this game so maybe they might have a better standard o-line i don't think for a second they're going to play the starters but maybe you know let's see what he can do and how you know can he does he justify the third spot and if he doesn't you know, it could be a case that we try pick some someone up off waivers. Um, see who's out there. Again, I don't know how likely that is. Uh, but the one for me, and I think the one for everybody here, Ryan, is going to be our brand new untested punter. Yeah,
0: uh, Shum. Wow, uh, we saw some great pictures in midweek of this guy. <laughs> but really, apart yeah. from those pictures we posted, we don't really know a great deal. I mean, he played twenty fifteen. He has some stats. They don't look all that different to the two guys we just cut. Yeah. I, i mean if anybody out there's putting their hand up going i saw this one coming then i'm going to call bs on it because i yeah. don't think anybody see it
1: yeah shut your face shut your face uh, at <laughs> packers hipster all right coming out with this oh yeah no i knew that was coming you didn't no one saw it coming and the size of the guy we should have saw him coming because he's a big lad it's a weird one Ryan, isn't it like and we, we put out on the twitter how surprised we were and you put out the meme of boater heads exploding which was you know quite apt and I think that's true. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see them. I thought when Mastay'd won it, he'd won it. And I mean, even if you read the articles on Packers.com, the guys who run that site and write all the articles, they obviously didn't see this coming either because they were like, oh, I th- what was the title of the article? Something like, oh, Mastay's won the job, but he doesn't feel like he's won it yet and all this type of stuff. Now, you know, ironically and brilliantly, how how right were they? You know, but they didn't expect that. Mastey was talking about, oh, he has to improve his stats and blah, blah, all this philosophical lark. When it really came down to that, he was he was thrown aside. Now, do you think it's a possibility that Shum doesn't do the business and that we end up dropping him and taking one of the lads back? Is that on the cards for you?
0: I don't know now. I, I, I would say not. I mean, I I, th- I, feel, I th- first thought that um, there's a possibility that Mortel comes back yeah. if Shum doesn't work out. Because I think, and I think in that situation, there'd be more of a chance of Mortel than Mastay. But I can't see... happening just because they've gone to the lengths of getting rid of both and then bringing in this dude now the only other thing i could see is maybe when all the cuts are done and that all the teams in the league are down to 53 what other punters then present themselves yeah so i don't know could this one go on further it's i mean we've talked about it all off season i think we said before you know did anybody see us talking this much about a punter it turns out both the punters get get cut and we're still talking about it and uh there's probably a whole new chapter now I'd, i really don't know where this one's going
1: see teddy is so hard to read sometimes ted thompson like he'd be the worst contestant on uh you know who wants to be a millionaire because he'd be given option a b c and d he'd use 50 50 he'd be left with a and d and he'd pick f you know like it's sort of he had mortel <laughs> and he had mass day and you were like which one is he gonna pick and he answered none of them you know it just really took me left field and as you say, I don't think this sag is over. Um, but he's under a lot of scrutiny because the last time the Packers pulled something like this didn't work out too well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tell you another another group um, that I've probably been looking at, and I'm kind of intrigued to see how it's going to go. And that's the linebacking group. Yeah. Same. So, I mean, it's it's had a bit of a shake-up in the recent years because we've had trouble at inside linebacker getting people in there that that you know can perform, get people in there that fit. Yeah. Um, and Clay Matthews has been in there. Clay Matthews now is back to the outside. Julius Pepper's on the opposite side. And then, you know, who's going in the middle there? If you look at the the depth chart at the moment, the names in the middle there, Jake Ryan, Sam Barrington, Blake Martinez, Joe Thomas, Carl Bradford, Beniquez Brown. So there's six names there. Now, for me, I think Sam Barrington is one of those guys. I think he probably will be a starter. Yeah but then who are you going to second in Joe Thomas did some nice things towards the end of last year Blake Martinez everybody's talking about this guy in camp mm. Jake Ryan drafted a couple of years yeah. ago
1: anonymous to me yeah anonymous to me Ryan I, I, you know when we spoke with uh Neil Hornsby a pro football focus he even said about Jake Ryan he's not a standout guy and you're not going to get to the Super Bowl based on him alone so who no. would, would do you think would you pick Blake Martinez over Ryan Outworld, I would, I think.
0: I would my, my prediction was that I think starting, starting first game would be Sam Barrettin and Blake Martinez yeah um, and I mean there, there could be a cut in there would we keep six inside linebackers on the roster there's probably one of those guys that's going to go now I don't know Carl Bradford's still there another guy drafted uh, I think last year or the year before that's not done a great deal Beniquez yeah. Brown, there's been some talk about him being a bit of a hidden gem in camp and having some nice performances. So I don't know. There's there's probably that I think now we're getting further along, there's a chance there could just be a name in there. Maybe a recent draft pick that fires himself off the team.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. When I drafted when I did my own sort of, you know, mock up with a fifty three man, I have only four being kept. Uh, I have Jake Ryan because he's an experienced guy. You know, he's like I'm not saying he's bad, I'm not saying he's the worst, but from just you know all the stats about him he hasn't lit it up like they thought he would and um, so mm-hmm. i have him Sam Barrington Martinez and Bradford so that's who i have there and mostly because i think a wide receiver we're going to keep a lot we're going to keep a lot of options and um, well that that's just what i think for me but yeah i think that's definitely something to look out for in the Kansas game because i think um the inside linebackers are going to get another run around just to see you know who's going to make it in that game so uh, yeah definitely punter inside linebacker wide receivers, some of the sort of periphery guys, seeing if anyone can light it up and then to see how Barks gets on. Um, And I suppose we've kind of, you know, stumbled into it. What we wanted to speak about was that 53-man roster. So, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Saturday 4pm is the deadline. I mean, there's not a long time to go, Ryan, is there, before these lads are going to be brought in and given the pink slip?
0: Yeah, not a great deal. And really, really, tonight's game is probably... If somebody sat on that sideline and hasn't really had a lot of snaps after tonight's game, then then they could probably almost write themselves off straight away. However, we've said before, you know, just because you don't make this 53 doesn't mean you don't make another 53. Yeah. Or it doesn't mean that you make a practice squad here with the Packers or with another team. You know, there's plenty of players in the league that have been cut, 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 and then make a team and then become, you know, a mainstay on a team. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of players that are uh, that never get drafted, don't get invited to a combine, that have made teams and gone on and done and had good careers. So, it's it's not the end for these players, but it's starting to get to the end of maybe this journey with the Packers.
1: Yeah, and I mean, let's just take a quick look at some of these positions, and you know, let's get our thoughts together on some of these. I'm looking at tight end here, um, and I know when we had uh, Dave Pion, one of our senior writers on the podcast. You know, he really liked the look at Bachman, and I disagreed. I said Perillo's the dude. Um, You know, and it, it turns out that Perillo's going to get the job. But do you have a lot of faith in him as a third tight end? Do you think we need one? Do you think Cook and Rogers are going to do the job? Is Rogers going to be the apprentice to Cook and Perillo's the periphery guy? I mean, how would you see that position? Because I think with Cook now, I think we're, and Rogers, we're going to be stacked. I think.
0: Yes, you need a. Def- you definitely need a third tight end because we have used in the past some double tight end sets. Yeah. If you're going to start running the ball more, if Eddie Lacy and starts are getting back to it, then maybe you want two tight ends in. We've got tight ends that drop into that sort of halfback or fullback role. You know, they they do a number of different jobs now, and I think if you're looking at Rogers and Cook, they're good receiving tight ends, especially Richards. He, he's he's if anything he's I think when he was drafted they said he was quite a small tight end or an oversized receiver which sort of stuck somewhere in between yeah uh, which is what they liked about him and and and, uh, and you know he's done well with that but we need a, a blocking tight end on the roster as well and I think the third guy kept will be one of the guys that can come in and just be a sort of true blocker
1: yeah it's an exciting position this year I think you know we have a legit threat I, you know if you look at the, the reps that Cook got and the balls he reels in it's ridiculous and Just listening to Wes Hodkowitz and Mike Spofford then from the Packers and, you know, they sort of talking the the behind-the-scenes training camp stuff. And, you know, even when Cook announced himself to the Packers fans on that first training session, proper training session that he had with Aaron Rodgers, they said he scored like four or five red zone touchdowns. So this is a guy who can make space for himself in the red zone, Um, you know, and he he wanted to make that statement in training and he did it. Now, I know training's different than game uh, time, but this is a guy, I think, because right it's not that long ago is it that when a rod was healthy and the o-line was healthy and everyone was out there that we struggled in the red zone we could all we could you know really move the chains get all the way down be within striking distance and then just shoot blanks i mean it wasn't that the case and it was all this you know aaron Rodgers getting annoyed coming over to mike mccarty there was that rumors about the rift there so you know we we don't want the case where everybody's healthy this season we get down to the red zone and then we stutter like we did in previous years
0: yeah i don't think like i don't think we'll have that issue Jared cook would obviously be a be a weapon down in that red zone um you've got other big receivers back uh, ty montgomery is a big big receiver um there's there's plenty more i think we've got more weapons now that are suited to that i think that was kind of a one off um, like one off season where we had those struggles uh and I, I i don't think we'll have the problem this year plus this is where you got to remember we've got two good running backs um you know we don't know what ripkowski's going to do but i think this guy's going to going to chip in as well so with those guys in the bread zone as well as the offensive receiving threats that we have um i think we'll be pretty fine
1: and you know what's interesting for me and something that stands out and not something that has even been publicized because You know yourself you and me were constantly reading up on Packers stuff and and like all the people listening to the podcast if you're listening you're more than likely a ridiculously avid packers fan but something that stands out to me is is that whatever about jordy nelson adding as sort of in a you know a release valve for the likes of the slot receiver um, and the tight ends to the degree where the tight ends can cover that slot position um you know in the middle of the field to run seam routes and give aaron Rodgers kind of you know a fourth fifth option what i love about the way this is shaping up and since you mentioned Ripkowski, is that look at the amount of blocking players that we have to help the run game, but also to protect Aaron Rodgers and then maybe leak out and catch a pass in the flat. I mean, you know, if we do run two tight end sets, we've two massive. Well, I think, as you said, Richard Rodgers, okay, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's certainly bigger um, than an awful lot of these cornerbacks um, and safeties. So we have Richard Rodgers and Jared Cook, big lads. We've Ripkowski, who will hopefully do a John Coon action in the backfield and um, so i mean the amount of blocking action that we have you know which means that we can sort of shift plays because what stuck out to me especially as transparent as it was with joe callahan is the amount of designed rollouts that he did and he could do them because if you shift the line a certain way and you have the tight ends all moving i mean no one's going to get to the quarterback so then it's up for your wide receivers to get separation if not your tight end leaks out gets the pass you know gets a few yards so I just I like that aspect of it all now that we have this sort of iron curtain in front of Aaron Rodgers now you know to protect him keep him on his feet keep him healthy and as well as that it stops some of the old linemen having to take those you know double teams t- to get to the quarterback I, I think that we can shift the line an awful lot more you know maybe rip out an packer sweep or two who knows
0: it'd be good to see that yeah it'd be a nice old throwback to the past to see that one come out okay so we've pretty much wrapped up what we think of our roster uh i managed to speak to the founder of the arrowheads broad group today who for those that don't know it's the kansas city uh group here in the uk uh spoke with tom childs who's who's a, a guy that we've met before and had quite a few beers with um and also battled against in games of flag football um he said he said a couple of things to look for tonight. They've got players, uh, a guy called Dardy Nicholas, who's playing an outside linebacker. He said is shocking everybody at the minute.
1: Yeah, so, but his first name, probably, what's his first name?
0: D- Dardy or Daddy? It's D-A-D-I. <laughs> so, daddy, Daddy yeah. Nicholas. If he at some point doesn't, I mean, hopefully he doesn't sack one of our QBs, but if he doesn't sack somebody this season and shout, who's the daddy, oh, yeah. then he's missed out on something. Um, <laughs> so that's a guy to be looking for. Uh, another guy he says as well another linebacker Justin March I mean Kansas have always had good linebackers so you know keep an eye on these guys and hopefully would we'll, there be a good test for our line as well yeah um, they say that the guy that's going to play quarterback tonight is a guy called Tyler Bray uh, apparently he says that he's got huge potential but he's never lift, lived up to it so we'll see how this guy gets on obviously our D is pretty tenacious so it'll be interesting to see how many times we can pick him up uh, pick him off but he does say as well, though, whilst he's got huge potential, he said if he doesn't play well, he thinks he'll be one of the guys that gets cut from Kansas. Jesus. So, make-or-break. Yeah, so he's going to be... The thing is, though, that might it might work for him. He's at home tonight. If he feels that, that it's make-or-break, you might see a big performance out of him. So we'll have to be on it.
1: Yeah.
0: I asked him to give us a prediction on the game tonight. And uh, as you know, pretty difficult to ever predict preseason season games, but predicting a week 4 preseason game even harder because you don't know who's going to be playing... Um, you know, if me and you get over there in a jersey, there's a chance yeah. we might just get thrown on. Uh, so he's gone for a Chiefs win, obviously, and he thinks it'll be 24-17. So, uh, yeah, not going to happen, Tom. Not going to happen.
1: Definitely. But
0: doesn't it always feel to you that we play the Chiefs every single year in preseason?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, is there any stats out there? that? What would have we played? We must have played. Yeah. Is it is it a yearly tradition like what we do when we play well, the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: Well, I I think that's what it is. I think they've seen that we play flag football against Kansas every every year against Tom and his guys. Yeah. Go for a few beers, and so I think that they're they're like, yeah, we like that, and we're going to start doing it. Because I had a look, and it would be the eighth preseason matchup we've had against them. Um, the sixth since twenty ten.
1: The sixth since so like every year then. Basically. So I think
0: we've played them every year since twenty ten. That's not um, true. obviously twenty ten being the year that uh, we won the Super Bowl, and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the only Super Bowl we had against Kansas... I could, can you remember who won that one, Steve?
1: Ooh, let me have a quick think. Do you know what? Uh, to remind yourself, go back and listen to our history podcast. <laughs> You're going to like it.
0: Obviously, our listeners have already listened to that, so they know it's us. Oh, and yes. uh, so if Tom's listening right now, then uh, he's going to be texting me saying cheers for that. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, yeah, the only thing I would say is, as well, there's a chance for us to go 4-0 and tonight in preseason. Yeah. Can you remember? And this isn't your impossible question. That's coming later. And there's uh, no way you win winning tonight. Really? But this little question for you, a little warm-up for you. Can you remember the last year we were undefeated in preseason?
1: Um, wasn't in the last. Wasn't in the last five years for sure. Um, uh, maybe six, seven years ago, maybe.
0: Two thousand nine. So yeah, not far off. Nice. Can you remember what happened that year? The Packers no, no, I can't the remember. The Packers go 11-5. 11-5 <laughs> that year. But we finished second place in the NFC North. Yes. Yep. Okay, and then that's the one where we go on to lose the wild card game to the Cardinals 51-45 and all that BS that everyone remembers and no one wants to talk about. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, we got to the playoffs. So hopefully if we can win tonight, then maybe we get to the playoffs and hopefully we can take it a step or two further. So...
1: That's interesting, right? Now, the way you've said that there, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, right? To make it to the playoffs. Do you think it's a. Do you think it's a. Because it's in my mind that we're Packers fans. We expect our team to always be in the playoffs. Do you take it for granted?
0: I don't take it for granted. I think any any NFL fan will expect that his team goes to the playoffs every year.
1: Unless you're a Bears fan. If
0: you're not. Well, yeah. If, if you've got Jay Cutter at quarterback, then obviously you've already quit. But. Um, <laughs> You know, I think if your team's not starting the year saying that this is the year we're going to go and win the Super Bowl, then something's wrong. Now I know, you know, a team like let's say Los Angeles Rams—they've you know they've they've got a new quarterback, or they've got they've got a uh, Goff and and Case Keenum, and so—and you know that's going on. They've got a, you know sort of an, an emerging set of new players. They've got the move to LA, mm. you know. But if they're not in that locker room saying well, we'll win the Super Bowl this year, what are you aiming for? Yeah. You know, there's no coach out there that can be telling their team, "Do you know what, guys? If we can finish third this year instead of the fourth we got last year, I'll be happy with that." No way. It's yeah. a short season. There's a chance. There's a chance for complete turnarounds and complete change year on year. You have to aim for it. But yeah, so I think every year, if somebody says to me, "Do you think the Packers will win the Super Bowl this year?" Every year, I say yes, and that's with my heart as a fan, and 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 in honesty, my head says it as well because i believe that's what they're setting out to do and i believe at the minute we've got the talent to do it
1: yeah look we've been spoiled i keep saying it to people i, I don't know i can't remember what guest it was that laughed in my face when i said do you think packer fans are spoiled he went yeah you're spoiled i think it was maybe chris wesley uh you know he had a good laugh at that when he asked her if I he was spoiled we're definitely spoiled um but look if kansas are our kind of yearly little stint um let's talk about our actual yearly stints and our yearly rivalries and teams let's talk nfc north um let's do a quick preview you know talk get some of the biggest talking points about this i think it's widely predicted and it's certainly something that i feel is that the packers are top in the division this year Um i think the main competitor would have been the vikings surprise surprise but we all know what happened to that gruesome injury with uh teddy bridgewater it doesn't look good and look you know we said we don't we don't wish injury on anybody but you know you
0: were going gonna- <laughs> to yeah I know I know I'm just sort of laughing to myself because I'm thinking that Teddy Bridgewater's injury now makes him only the third best starting quarterback in the NFC North <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and that's not that's not taking the piss out of you know Teddy that's just saying uh, yeah though no, definitely it's it's a game changer it's a massive game changer you know the backups they have are laughable you know they're not going to do the job and it's so bad in fact and I mean this really has to lower your self-esteem if you're a backup quarterback in Minnesota that it says under all the reports online that the Vikings, and I'll put this in quotes, are strongly considering, end quote, Mark Sanchez to replace Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if you're looking at Mark Sanchez, Mr. Buff Fumble himself to replace Teddy, you know, you don't really stand a chance, do you?
0: The thing is that Mark Sanchez, I guess, could give them, if I was looking at it from a Vikings fan, I want to look at positive, Mark Sanchez, yeah, we all know the butt fumble, we all know the, the difficulties he has, but he's still a guy that's gone playoffs, I think, with the Jets, He's a guy that, generally when he's being called upon in his backup positions at the Jets, was it the Eagles he was at for a little bit? Yeah, and now he's at Eagles, Denver. Huh? Yeah, so he's always done a, a steady job. And if you look at the team on the Vikings, they've got Peterson. And the Vikings will still be a threat this year because of that. They've also had a couple of nice drafts in the last couple of years with nice you know, young receivers. I think Diggs is one of them um, that looks pretty good uh is there a treadwell as well if i remember mm. i don't i don't overly research the vikings obviously but the, you know there's guys there if they got a guy that can just even do you know a solid job they've probably got the weapons on that team now to to get some wins and, and still be a threat
1: yeah he's, well you know for a quarterback like mark sanchez he went to the playoffs but that was in his first two years he hasn't been back since you know, so this is a guy who maybe peaked when he came in. The system fit him then, and certainly he hasn't done a whole lot uh since then. And, like, you know, he hasn't got a whole lot of playing time. 2013, uh he was injured. So, 2014, he was in for the Eagles nine games. 2015, four games. So, you know, this is a guy who hasn't got a whole lot of playing time. And, yeah, you know, you can call him a veteran. He's been in the league since 2009 um you know you can call him a veteran and yeah he's a stalwart he'll act as a nice guy to hand the ball off to the to the quarterback we've all seen that work in texas for years um you know handing the ball off to arian foster uh matt schaub that didn't work out you know he was turfed out when they could try get someone who could actually play quarterback but i think the main ally really apart from in peterson for the vikings is their new stadium I mean this thing is going to be intimidating as hell so we've all seen them play you know they used to play dome and they've gone back now to the dome it's meant to be this futuristic crazy stadium and it's meant to be so loud and intimidating that they're handing out earplugs at guest services for people because it's meant to get wild now we've all seen that work really well in seattle i really don't think that seattle are as good a team as people let on that they are and i think that that stadium does help them because if you can't hear the plays that are being called you know i mean look the main thing is is that if you're driving along in your car and you're looking for something what's the first thing that you do if you're looking for something you turn the radio down because if you have any type of loud noise at you it sort of wrecks your concentration so that has to be the same uh you know with nfl players when they're in a stadium where the you know the fans in the stadium have to wear earplugs to not get themselves blasted out of it so i think that'll be a nice sort of you know factor to to look at for the vikes
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you my opinion on that stadium. It sucks. I'm going to tell you the reason why. I saw somebody on Twitter, because obviously everything happens on Twitter, right? Somebody put on there a slice of pizza that they bought in that stadium that was no bigger than an inch wide, right? And it cost something (laughs) like eight and a half dollars. So I'm just going on that. I'm judging the whole stadium. I'm judging your team, your franchise, everything on the fact that that, is an excuse for pizza and you're charging a ridiculous price
1: Now, to so give, that's me to give that's people a bit. background I, I just want to give people a bit of a background to why you have these strong things right? I like pizza yeah you love pizza we went to that Super Bowl <laughs> event and we went in and you ordered what the, you said what's the largest pizza you have you got this extra large it was the size of an Irishman's face you know which is a big face and you just gobbled that thing up and you were going to go up for seconds so if we had an inch thick or inch whatever wide pizza and it was 8 quid you know a, your pizza that would fill you or at least half fill you would be at least four thousand dollars
0: <laughs> without a doubt without a doubt i think the pizza ad was was it a 10 to 12 person sharer
1: <laughs> yeah honestly it was now this is all joking aside it was yeah you're only the second guy that i've ever known and met and been mates with who's able to down something that size i had a lad once uh i don't know if you have it in england the amazonis is the name of this place it's like Sounds. a Yeah, it's it's like a it's an Italian place, but they specialise in pizza. So they do this thing called a wagon wheel. So it's like a a twenty five person or whatever, you know, to feed an army pizza and someone challenged him to eat it all and he did. Now it took him hours and it was cold. And I think he had to go to the doctor probably to get disimpacted the next day because this guy I mean, the <laughs> amount of cheese that they put into it, Jesus. It was bad. Hey, but- cheese
0: cheese has never done anybody harm. So anyway.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Look. that's true. I, are you just a Packers fan because you like cheese? Is that what it all came well, down to?
0: Absolutely. Cheese cheese is only good. And our, none of our listeners are going to disagree with me on that one. You know it.
1: Oh, yeah. Cheese curds, especially. That's something I'm looking forward to eating.
0: Yeah. You're going to die and go to heaven. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Right. 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 Let's, let's get talk. away from food because I get let's, really, really let's, hungry. Here. Let's talk about. Right. So we've got two other teams in the division. And while they're both not been there really in the last year or so. Yeah. We still got to talk about the Lions yeah now the Lions obviously had their biggest asset retire
1: I don't know I don't know now right now Calvin Johnson is definitely the receiver of all ages ridiculous talent but I don't have the stats in front of me but you know he did spend seasons where you know he was in and out with injury and that's apparently the reason why he quit because he couldn't take being injured all the time constantly in pain but let me put this to you and see if this makes any sense is that when you have like for instance let let me put it in this way if i'm attacking you and i have a knife i'm focused on that knife and i'm almost not as good if i was to try you know get you and murder you right because i'm focused on the knife and stabbing you with the knife however if i don't have a knife and i attack you now i know that i have two fists i have two le- legs and feet i have my knees my elbows and w- why not my head i can headbutt you and i can hit you with my arse right so what i'm saying is is that if you have one weapon you focus on the one weapon but if you have if you don't have that weapon that you can rely on you tend to spread around that attack more evenly so i'll put it to you maybe matt stafford has been stifled by the fact that he had such a great receiver that could go up and pull the ball down and triple coverage so maybe now that he's gone he'll develop into a more well-rounded quarterback he'll have more weapons other guys will get to prosper and i know i talk too much here but a prime example of how I've seen this in Ireland is is that in the Irish rugby scene Brian O'Driscoll played 13 for years. He was the best in the world. Now because he occupied that position, no one else got a look in because he was a living legend even when he was playing the game, which means that developmentally anybody coming up underneath him knew that they weren't going to get their place. And that is the way it surely is in Detroit. You know, you have lads coming up trying to ply their trade, but they never got a look in because you I mean you're not going to bench Megatron. But now that he is gone, Maybe this is time for everybody to develop.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. I've got one stat for you then. What's that? Because you, you said you didn't have Calvin Johnson stats, yeah. so I got one. I got one. Megatron realized the Lions suck so bad, and he was never ever going to go play off and win a game or win a Super Bowl. He retired. There you go. That's a stat.
1: And is, is he top <laughs> he, of that list? Actually, do you know what? Barry Sanders is probably on that list too. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Both players, as good as they are, both went. Do you know what? The Lions suck so bad, I quit. Yeah.
1: So. I broke their spirit. Okay. Yeah. See, go we're, on
0: then. Last team. Last U, team.
1: UK Packers podcast. We give, we bring you all the cutting edge stats. Last team.
0: The Chicago Bears.
1: The Bears. So yeah, how do you think these boys are gonna do?
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe this is Cutler's year.
1: <laughs> Said every Bears <laughs> fan ever. They're obviously Said UK.
0: every Bears fan who goes no 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 he is a top five quarterback mate. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because they all speak with that sort of London accent. Oh, yeah they're, all,
1: yeah, they're all Londoners over there. It's weird. Yeah, do you know what? Like I, I felt that the Bears kind of had a chance to build something last year. When Adam Gase was in charge of the offense, he sort of said to Cutler, just do what you want. Who cares? You know, throw as many interceptions as you like. Just relax. And so Cutler was able to kind of relax into his offense. And I found that Cutler, strangely enough, wasn't too bad. He was okay. He was serviceable, you know. Um, but now that case is gone he's the head coach now of the dolphins and um, it's hard to know because look john fox tends to focus on defense so defense as we know wins championships so i think and this is my prediction here i think the vikings now bear in mind the vikings are 3-0 in preseason. now read what you want into that and the bears have kind of got shut out but surely john fox can do a job on the bears as he has done in previous teams
0: Generally, John Fox teams have always done well. I mean, he's, he's a good coach, but it's hard to know where the Bears are, really. I mean, they obviously believe in Cutler because they keep throwing money at him. Yeah, They lost Forte, was that last year? Uh, he's gone to the Jets. You know, maybe they're in sort of a... I guess in a way, they've they've started... I mean, they've got Alshon Jeffries, a nice receiver, and maybe they're starting to rebuild some new pieces in there they've got to do something with the offense and then they've got to hope that whatever offensive weapons they put in there that Jay Cutler can actually find them instead of green and gold jerseys so let's just say the Bears still suck so right on this you've got four teams in Packers Bears Lions Vikings how are you going to line them up
1: um, well obviously the Packers come in I'd say with 11 wins um, because I, I, I think it's all that we've only not been in double digits and uh, the part whoever that was came up top of the league i think the only time that that's been done in the last like forever has been the packers when they went eight and seven and one and so i think that we'll end up in double digits second team i'm going to go lions i'm going to trust the fact that with megatron gone that they've come up with some solutions uh, against my better judgment uh then i think probably You know, it's a toss-up then, really, between... I Do you know what? Maybe the Vikings won't end up last, but they do need to get a quarterback, as you say, that can do some of the business. So maybe the Bears end up paddy last again, especially now, you know, with Forte gone, Adam Gase gone, Cutler still there. You know, some people uh, add negatives by just being in in the place, and I think that's Cutler. That's my prediction. What about you? Any different?
0: Well, I'm going Packers one. Shock, horror. Yeah. Bears two bears too vikings three still because i still think they've got enough on that team to do something and it yeah. will be close with second and then i think lions are still last place only because as well i mean have lions have the lions had a decent running back for the last i can't remember the last time they had a good running back they always seem to be injured or on like the fourth or fifth choice guy I don't, i don't know
1: yeah i mean they tried to stick a uh, reggie bush in there but the, the thing is is that i think matt stafford is a better quarterback than people think he is and i know people say he's good and he's, he's you know if you're looking at any of these articles like oh top quarterbacks quarterbacks uh, you know on the fence bad quarterbacks he's always on the fence he's always there about to make that leap Um, and i think that you know he's got some arm his deep tread is unbelievable and maybe golden Tate can stand up now and really take it by the reins uh we'll see but yeah interesting so, you know what, I'm I'm in suspense all podcast with this impossible question thing. You're a boast from the very start. Ah,
0: okay, well, as you may have seen today, I did tweet Packers Nation, yeah. and I asked for some help, and I said I was going to do, because you tried to get me with that one last week. Yeah. And I said to the guys, come on, we need something here. So, I had two guys come at me mm-hmm. with some good questions. Right. The first one, Jackie Steed. Right. And he says, and this is not American football related, and it's not your impossible question. But I, I just thought it was worth a mention. How many All island titles have Wicklow ever won? Oh
1: Jesus! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is something. Look, everyone who in-
0: don't know, Steve lives in Wicklow in
1: Wicklow right I'm a Wicklow man true and true <laughs> which which means I know me ga, or don't know my GAA right GAA Gaelic Athletic Association so it's that sport that you'll see on sky where they have the sticks and they beat seven shades of each other and it's the same they have football as well and they murder each other so this, this is the guys that come down with blood and have their face hanging off and they still play uh, Wicklow are notoriously bad at GAA and that's why you know if you like for instance here's a here's a real life story for you off the cuff i didn't know you're gonna ask that so this is completely off the cuff i went to this um this party it was someone's 21st or whatever it was and it was up in Co- county county right which is a real you know gaa where they love their gal up there all the ladies are into it you know they all play camogie and stuff so i was sitting there and this girl comes up now i don't know whether this was a chat up line or what right and she goes ah oh, jesus uh, you know cavan playing wicklow there the weekend uh, and i was like Oh, GAA. Oh, sure. Uh yeah, no, sorry, I'm not really into it. I'm from Wicklow. We're really bad. And she was like, Yep. And she went on for twenty minutes talking about GAA and Tommy Murphy and Billy McGee and all this. And look, just leave me alone. So I went away, we got more drinks and I sort of got rid of her. And then next thing you know, she comes back up, So the game the weekend. I was like, Leave me alone about GAA. I don't know because women are mad into it up there. You know, the faces like ham. Uh, you know, they have accents like a typewriter being kicked down the stairs. You can't understand a word they're saying. Um, so, long story short, Wicklow zero championships, absolute zero.
0: <laughs> that is the best thing I'm going to hear ever today.
1: <laughs> ever today, that? like a type
0: a typewriter being kicked, kicked down, down the stairs. stairs
1: yeah, just illegible noise. Uh, that that's what it sounds like, you know.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. So, is that my impossible question? So, Ireland, England, no. we're two one now.
0: No, absolutely not. This is the impossible question. Okay. <laughs> Now, guy gets in touch, and and you'll know him because he's he's been he's been with us on this journey okay. for a while. Right. John Meadink, and I hope I have said that correctly. John says, "Here's a tough one," and I think he really wants to get you. So I'm I'm starting to think you've upset him at some point because okay. this is so ridiculously <laughs> tough. Okay, he said since 2000, that's 16 years ago. I'm trying to build suspense. Okay, okay, which which Packers draft pick has the fewest? rushing yards.
1: Which which Packers draft pick? Since when?
0: Since 2000.
1: That's a lot of players, a lot of running backs. So which one of those running backs has the least amount of yards?
0: It just says which Packers draft pick.
1: Okay, so least amount of rushing yards. I'm guessing it's somebody who we drafted and cut is it including preseason or is it re- only regular season
0: uh i think it's just all of it i am t- going to get do you know what, it is a that's tough a, one i'll give you a impossible. clue don't be thinking running backs
1: oh ah okay ah oh, well then this could be like you josh Sitton, <laughs> someone who's not going to be rushing no hold on no um so right it's not a running back so yeah okay i get the question it's, it's like when you read the bible you know when god says something and then you're like oh this is what it means and then he just means the complete opposite so yeah it's um sorry to get biblical on all the atheists out there that probably hey hey hey
0: this is the uk and ireland we've got we've got to have at least one bible mention every one week bible for those mention. irish guys
1: every week yeah they love an little bit of bible action um who's the best running back in the bible no that's your impossible question for next next, <laughs> next week uh, okay
0: the snake, the <laughs> snake.
1: <laughs> yeah that was his nickname on the back of his jersey right hold on right let's let's blaze through this let's think about it um so it's not a running back um it could be a wide receiver out the backfield i don't think it's that easier do you know what i think it is i think this i'm never gonna get jesus there's so many players this isn't a possible question damn you Mirdink strikes again i think right this is obviously someone who didn't run a lot this is like a doug flutie effort where he tried to kick the field goal you know how many players tried to do drop kicks and like he's a quarterback so he you know so something at left field i'm thinking it's someone it can't be someone like crabtree or someone who got the ball snapped back at a special team play maybe someone who i'm thinking low this is probably really annoying for people listening to it okay do you know what i'm going for I'm going for... Oh, this is topical, maybe. This has to be a punter. Someone who got a long snap on a special teams play and tried to run the ball but got stuffed at bits because it went bad. And with the week that's in it, I'm going to say it was Tim Maste got drilled on a really crap special teams play.
0: Uh, do you know what? For a moment, I thought you had it. And I actually was about to throw the, the, uh, throw the microphone across the <laughs> room then. and I'm sure, I'm sure John would have been sat there going there's no way he's got that yeah. when you said punter this yeah. is how close you got when you said punter that's the correct position of Good the way. player Who was however it? we didn't draft Tiff, Tim Masté no, but we did draft BJ Sander
1: if you remember him <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah no okay
0: Who's got, and this is even, this is harsh because I won't ask you to uh, to, to guess how many yards because it's minus 11.
1: Minus 11, that is stats.
0: So you're probably right. I haven't seen the play and I'm going to try and find it, but I reckon, yeah, he started to run the ball off of a snap, uh, maybe some sort of trick play and he must have got drilled.
1: <laughs> that is ridiculous.
0: I don't know. We'll have to look that one up, but that's a great question, John. And you have just put Team UK 2-1 up.
1: I got so carried away I got so carried away with trying to think who it was that I forgot the whole drafted part of it and I the course like that would have ruled out Mass Day straight away damn it I'm sure,
0: yeah I don't think we drafted I'm sure that if anything was it BJ Sander who we drafted we moved up in the draft did we move up in the draft to get BJ Sander or something ridiculous yeah and then we cut him after one year and I think that's <laughs>
1: it's probably because of that minus 11 play it was like oh or
0: was that, I, I might not be thinking of the right guy
1: yeah, because Mastay, he was undrafted and signed with the Colts. Am I thinking them. about took... John
0: Ryan? I might even be thinking about John yeah. Ryan. I'm confused. I'm sure everyone's going to let me know.
1: That impossible question has melted both of our minds. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. But hey, look, at least I made a good stab and I didn't say, like, Eddie Lacy or something like that. And you're like, oh, no. I, I
0: tell you now, I wouldn't have got anywhere near the position. I'd have probably been looking at, like, say, a tight end or somebody that's maybe yeah. a wide out that's done an end around something like that. But yeah, I wouldn't have got it.
1: I think John so, should send us where he got those stats because I'm pretty sure there's some O-lineman or something that obviously would have got... Well, I suppose you can't get less than minus 11. It's a negative number. Well, you can get more, less than minus 11 You well, get minus 100, but come on.
0: Maybe he maybe double-crossed this and actually it didn't happen and he's just got both of us and he's going Team USA just won and it's now one all to everyone.
1: Yeah, or he's promoting some type of book or some type of enlargement product and he wants his name mentioned on the podcast and he's getting free advertising right now.
0: <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. Oh, but yeah. I'm just going to go with 2-1 unless anybody can disprove it. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah and, and if anyone wants to buy a product from John Mears Dink's Enlargement Suite, just contact O one P one peni No, I'm not going to go there. Right, so... um. I think that wraps up the podcast. I think we ended on like a 2-1, yes. uh, you know, misery.
0: We've got some other news, huh? We do. We do. We've got another Raz on Facebook going now. Oh, um, yes. If you're on Twitter and there's a lot of people on Twitter that aren't on Facebook, then just message me on Twitter and tell me how many tickets you want. We're doing a real cheap one. It's one pound a slot this time. We've got 20 slots, so it's going to go quick. It's for a signed Sam Barrington photo with COAs. Oh, yes. So like the one that we had before, I think we did uh, five, six months ago, we did a Sam Barrett and photo that was won by, can't remember, Cassian, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Guy that came to Green Bay with us last year. So we've got another one of those and we're doing a quick one. So it's one pound a slot, 20 slots, no limit on slots. And I think already it's only been up a few hours and already we've got rid of four or five slots. So they're going quick
1: yeah so look sam barrington a guy that has been injured unfortunately but he is the middle linebacker everyone's talking about uh mike McCarthy keeps waxing lyrical about how great this guy is so if he can stay healthy this year he will be a stalwart in that uh, on the inside so again i mean this is some nice piece of march that you can pick up if he explodes onto the scene becomes a massive name i mean you're getting that stuff for a pound a slot you know that that's a good deal Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly, guys, uh, get in on that. Uh, let us know on Twitter on uh, at UK Packers. We have the Facebook page. Just search for UK Packers. Um, of course, ukpackers.co.uk. We've got some cool uh, articles up there as well. And of course, hit us up on our personal accounts either. We're friendly fellows. So I'm at DDD NFL, and Ryan is at Ryan Peacock NFL. But for this week, and we're sorry we didn't bring you breath for Friday. Uh, we'll bring you that next week because we just so much to talk about. Uh, so it's goodbye for now.
0: Enjoy the game.